All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of The Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage your host, Brian S. Arnold. All right, it's Brian S. Arnold here for another great episode of The Authority Project. I am here now with my new good friend here, S.T. Rappaport. What the S.T. stands for, we don't know. We don't know if she's going to reveal that or not, What? whatever. It's ST to you, ST Rappaport. And she is on here to help us, she says, to learn how to learn the power, rather, of your other hand. Hmm. Very interesting topic. I'm excited to understand what this is and what this means. I'm sure you are, too. So we're going to get started here. How are you doing today, ST? Awesome. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me. I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. So let's get started. Before we dive into it, just let us know, first of all, who you are personally and then professionally. Okay. First of all, ST really comes from like E-S-T-E-E or E-S-T-Y. But from when I was really little, I just cut off those extra letters because for some reason it was too long for me and it just stuck to ST. So that's what it stands for. Okay. <laughs> just like the letters like that. Um, who I am, I am a relationship photographer a creative journal, expressive arts coach, and I host the Life Picks Relationship Podcast. Awesome. Awesome. Short and sweet. We're getting getting started here because we got a lot to cover. So tell us now, what current project are you currently working on at the moment? Currently, I just finished building um, the course called Genius Relationships, where I got top relationship experts each to each create videos and every week you get a new video from another expert with um with worksheets and steps to go and get yourself out of this situation that we're now in corona and take your relationship to the next level Mm. um so i just just finished that and now continuing to work on the podcast is currently at the moment that's a big deal because the podcast Mm. is a lot a lot of work (laughs) i know that all too well so awesome stuff. I, that that project sounds very interesting. Um, so I'm going to ask you this first question just about your journey and what led you to this fascination with learning how people tick and relationships and so forth. What brought you to this point where you you found those problems or what, what, what was your aha moment of how you can serve these people and the problem that you want to serve others? So it's a process of over life. I always found people really interesting, just like you said, how they tick and how they connect and what they do and why they choose certain professions. And is it doing it just because they have to, or are they doing it because they want to and all those sorts of things. And I realized that in a marriage and a committed relationship, that is where you see it the most. Mm-hmm. Why those two together? Why are they arguing? And From when I was really young, I would observe people and just try to figure out what's going on. Not like really make assumptions, but just say like, okay, 
this person's getting really angry because he did that. And her personality means that not like, just like understanding how we work. And so when I was doing photography and I wanted to take even further, I was like, okay, so let's do relationship photography. That way we get to mix the marriage part that I really found really interesting together with the photography. So that's what I did. I do take pictures take pictures of couples in their ultimate state of love, connection, intimacy, whatever emotions they want. And they choose their favorite picture to hang it up on the wall, like a vision board. Okay. So that it trains their subconscious. And even if they get into a fight, they have that picture to remind them what they really want. Now that's awesome, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't solve your problems. (laughs) So I was looking to see what else can I do to go and help these couples that I was dealing with. And I came across this thing called creative journal, expressive arts. Now, if you want to know where my aha moment was, was this person, like I said, I was open looking for something else to see what I could have in my help the couples with without going back to school because I had enough of that. And this person was looking for a place to stay for the weekend. So she stayed by me and she happens to be a CJA coach. And while I was talking to her, I found it really interesting. I was like, okay, so you write with your non-dominant hand and you get the answers that you're looking for. That's cool. So I went to get some sessions by her. She looked two hours a week for me. I was like not over Zoom. I'm doing this in person. And I drove two hours each way to get to her. And I had those sessions. And literally within the first session I just like sat there and my whole like I got a whole new perspective on my life and my work and everything that I was doing I was like okay this is it so from there is where I took it on further wow okay we got people turn, tuning in saying absolutely they love they're liking this so far <laughs> apparently okay so tell us let's, let's dive into this thing about using the other hand when I heard this topic I was like okay this can mean a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of things. What is it about the power of using? I'm going. I'm using my left hand now. The other hand. What's the power in that? Okay. So to understand the power, you have to understand a little bit of the science. So I okay. hope it will be okay with you. Sure. Um, there's two sides of the brain, right? Now, each side of the brain is in charge of the opposite side of the body. So the left side of the brain is in charge of the right side of the body. And it's in charge of all the logic stuff. So math, reading, organization, time, writing, all those sort of things. The right side of the brain is in charge of all the creative stuff. So music, drama, art. And it's in charge of emotions. Hmm. Okay. So when you write with your non-dominant hand, or really do anything with your non-dominant hand, you're getting direct access to your emotions. Uh. Okay. Without all the logic reasonings or excuses of what's going on and saying no, but this and no, but that, because logically that is what you think. And it could be really valid why you think that. But if you listen to your emotions, if you listen to your subconscious, there's a much deeper reason of what's going on here. Yeah, okay. I, feel like, I feel like I... I have, I'm I'm overly emotional, but I'm right-handed. <laughs> so, so, so I'll let you finish. We'll, we'll go ahead, finish, finish. But you're right-handed, no. So you're saying, how does that work? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so you could be an emotional person even if you're right-handed because you do use both sides of your brain, right? Okay. Yeah. The question is, but if you have to make a decision, okay, if you are not sure what to do, if there's something going on here, 
do you know right away what your decision is or do you have a lot of factors that you have to take in? A lot of factors for sure. Yeah. So all that is the logic brain. Now I'm not saying to get rid of it. When we do this work, you'll see as we go through it, where you are going to do stuff that uses both sides of the brain because you want to use your whole brain. But there are certain times where you want to say, okay, logic, I know you're here. I'm putting you on the side for right now. So I can understand what my subconscious, what my emotions is telling me to do right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. So, does this make you smarter by trying to use the left hand or well, for others who are people who are left handed with the right hand, basically, are you smarter by doing this? So I don't know if there's any science of your <laughs> IQ going up, probably okay. if anything, your EQ goes up, your emotional intelligence, okay. but if it sure makes you understand much more about yourself, about the people around you, about your business, about the world, about everything, just get a much greater understanding. Okay. So what are the, so the long-term effects of the, of doing this? Why do this? Tell us, tell, <laughs> tell us why, why in the long-term of, of why this is so important and what makes such, such an impact in maybe your life, your personal life, your business life. Okay. So first of all, you could use this to clear all past baggage that you have, whether it's something that happened in childhood, something that happened in your relationship, your views that you have on business, personal beliefs, anything. Many times you don't know what's going on in a situation. And when you write it with your non-dominant hand, your emotions, your subconscious could answer that for you because it knows and you just don't have it in the front of your brain, in your logical brain. That's first of all. Second of all, if you are ever angry or have high emotion, a really good, most people, they do one of two things. They either bottle it up and then eventually it explodes <laughs> or they let it out in some really not nice ways, like yelling or hitting or things like that. Right now, we both know both of them are not good. You want to let out your emotions in a healthy way, but it's not it has to make sure it doesn't harm other people. So right. a great way to do that is to it's going to sound really stupid, but try it. Telling okay. Scribble with your non-dominant hand. Okay. Now, because your non-dominant hand is directly to your emotions, all that anger, mm-hmm. all that frustration, everything that you have, instead of it yelling and going out on other people, or instead of it just being bottled up, is going to come straight out and onto the paper. And after you scribble two or three or maybe seven papers, you're going to automatically feel more relaxed because it all came out. Hmm. Now, now is, this, is this only when you're upset or just in regular practice? Are you giving us how to, to do this like on a daily basis or, or in certain circumstances? Yeah. So there's all different exercises that you could do in different situations. This specific scribbling one is great for when you're really high emotion, or even if you just want to calm down, like you're very tense or you can't fall asleep at night and you want to relax yourself. It's also because okay. all that emotion that's oh. stopping you is going to come out on the paper. Okay. But if you want, I give you some examples of how you could use it in other areas of your life. So that way it helps sure. you for long term. Something else. Please do. Yes, please go. Okay. Go ahead. So that, let's say you are in a difficult situation. You're not sure what to do with your business. You know, you want to take it to the next level. You know, you need more clients or whatever's going on. You're yeah. not sure how to do. Maybe you don't know how to relate to your colleague or to your employees. You couldn't want to try this. This is really simple. 
and really hard okay. that, <laughs> and it could help you literally with almost any area of your life. Okay. What you'll want to do is, is take plain paper and some markers and draw with your non-dominant hand a picture of that difficult situation. So let's say you want more clients. So you're going to draw maybe clients coming in or more sales or however your mind is thinking of that and just draw that picture. Now, it doesn't have to be beautiful. You're not hanging it up on your in your office. It is just <laughs> some stick figures or some sort of diagram or something that shows your representation of what you want. Okay. okay. Once you do that, you're going to take two markers because it's way funner than pens. And one yeah. on each hand, okay? And now you're going to have a conversation between your two hands, mm. which is really between your two brains. Remember I said we're using okay. the whole brain here, right, not right. just your left, your right brain. You want to use also the left brain, okay? Like yeah. So what you're going to do is whenever you're thinking logically, you're going to ask questions. You're thinking logically, right, with mm. your dominant hand. Okay. And you're going to answer the questions without thinking with your non-dominant hand and just let that subconscious mind answer for you. Mm. Okay. So you're going to be talking to the picture, which is just the situation. It's easier for your mind to work that way and ask the picture, who are you? And with your dominant hand, remember you're writing that, who are you? And just answer with your non-dominant hand without thinking, whatever Mm. answer comes out. Okay. More clients greater revenue, whatever comes, whatever you want, right? Who are you? Next question. How do you feel? And answer without thinking. Next question. Why do you feel this way? And answer without thinking. And then what can I do to help you? And answer without thinking. And then you could continue the dialogue with whatever your own questions are, because uh, whatever questions you have, because while you're doing it, you might things will might come out and you'll be really surprised. And then you might have more questions about that. So just ask those questions with your right hand. With your dominant hand. I'm so sorry. It is not your right hand. Yeah, yeah, right. With your dominant hand sorry, and answer it. with your non-dominant. <laughs> yeah, right. And you might just be really, really, really surprised. Do you I, get that? I do get that. I am still struggling though with how difficult it will be hard for me to write with my left hand. That Because I'm a righty. But... Um, it it appears it seems like it's a long process though, just because of the writing part of it. Is it is it just writing that that is does about using the dominant uh, the, the non dominant hand, or is there, are there other things that can be done outside of yeah. that? Yeah, you're right. That the writing takes much longer because you're creating new neuron connections. Your body's mm. not used to it. It's just like weird why you write with your non-dominant hand. So you could do a whole bunch of other things. I'll give you examples in a second. But when you write, then you actually get words and real answers. So if you want a clear answer, what should I do now? You'll get that answer when you write. When you just scribble with your non-dominant hand to let out your emotions, it's much easier. You're just scribbling, but that's releasing emotions, but it's not giving you answers. So other things you could do with your non-dominant hand is do things with clay. It's really good. It lets out emotions. Um, Even just practicing doing anything, eating with your non-dominant hand or brushing your teeth will create more of that neuron connections and both parts of your brain working together. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. 
Great stuff so far. Great stuff. <laughs> this is very, very fascinating to me. Um, so let, let's let's get let's let's delve into some some other things here about what you do. I know you're working on this this podcast. Um, the topics there. Um, you deal with sexual health, correct? I deal with relationships, relationships in general, okay. marriage. General, general. So marriage. Okay. sexual health is part of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what what led you to, 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 to this topic of just relationships and how important it is, um, sexual or otherwise, um, sexual health or just relationships, getting people to, I guess, stay together or, or joining or getting into the, to the right relationships all the time? Um, what got you into that, into that, to, to that um, phase of your, of your um, journey? So, as I said, I was working with couples. Okay. I found, I find couples interesting. I just find people really interesting beings. I'm speaking to you. Okay. Now I'm doing most of the talking. I really like it flip. Like if I could be asking you the questions and learning yeah. things about you <laughs> uh, right now, I'm here. So that is what I have to do, but just trying to understand how people work and what's going on. So, Couples and marriage is just okay. really interesting because then it's not one person, it's two. Okay. So by running a podcast, I get to speak to couples who have these extraordinary marriages and try to figure out how they do it and how other people can do mm. the same. So okay. that way they could also have these amazing marriages. Okay. Okay. So I think a part of it is um, this power of the power of the, of the, of the other hand, maybe, maybe get some of their emotions out. Cause I, cause when I, when I think about sometimes <laughs> just being in my marriage, just there's sometimes when things are just suppressed, you know, we just suppress, we don't communicate that kind of thing. And this power that we're talking about using the other hand, is that a way to just to let a lot of it out, get your emotions out that are being suppressed? Is that a way to get it, get it out in the open or you, you tell me? Yeah. So for sure, that's one way for sure to get it out, which is really important, like we said, or also eventually it explodes. What it also helps with a lot is understanding certain pattern behaviors and why you're doing certain things. How come every single time you do this, your wife gets upset? Or why do you get angry every time she does that? That is just, (laughs) oh, why? Like, I want to change that. And like, so when you might say, okay, so she left her shoes on the floor again, or he didn't do that or whatever it is, then you're stuck in the moment of what actually happened. When you go and journal about it and write about it with your non-dominant hand, Mm -hmm. then you could understand the deeper reason and actually solve that problem. Yes. So I think that, I think that a lot of this, even with, with relationships, with your business, um, there's this one little thing called fear or the fear of rejection or, or embarrassment that we all don't want to have in our lives. We do not like to be embarrassed. We all think we, maybe we have a, we all have a little bit too much pride. And <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you get things out without sounding like an idiot <laughs> when doing so? That's my question to you. Okay, so the one thing I absolutely love about this is that no one, no one, no one in the world has to know what's going on. You have a journal, you have a place where you keep all your papers, everything that you wrote, and no one gets to look at it unless you decide that this person is safe. Okay, Mm -hmm. so if you wrote something about business, you might want to then share it with your business partner. 
maybe you'll want to tell it to them. Maybe you'll want to show them the paper. But you you don't have to worry while you write that someone's going to see it. Because or else it's not going to work. Because your body, first and foremost, is going to protect itself and protect you. So you might even try this and see that you're not getting any answers. And be like, okay, never mind. I gave up on this. Try it again in a few days and again a few days later. Because just like when you meet a stranger the first time, you don't go and tell them all your problems. Your mind is not going to go and tell you all the things that it thinks if it never trusted what the process didn't trust what's going on here. So once you show it a few times that, hey, no one's looking at this, this is safe, then you'll see slowly, 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 you'll be getting more and more answers. So let's say, like you said, you have this fear of rejection, this for fear of something else. So let's say you journaled something or had what to do in your marriage. Okay. Now you want to go and tell your partner that. But it's really hard for you. You're embarrassed. Yes. You don't know what to do. What do you do now? Yes. You could journal about how should I go and tell them? Oh. Because that will go and tell you the answer. Maybe there was something you didn't think about. Another great thing to do is you could have a conversation between your two hands, which can also be between you and another person. So let's say you want to tell your partner something. And you don't know how to go and do that. You don't know how they're going to react. You don't know what they're going to go and say, what they're going to ask you. You can go and have that conversation first on paper with you thinking logically, writing with your dominant hand, and they answering in the conversation, saying whatever they want to say without you thinking with your non-dominant hand. Now, obviously, it's not going to be exact word for word of what they're going to say, but it's going to be the about what their mindset is and you're going to be able to understand more about it. And you could even ask those questions before they shut you down because they might say, okay, I'm mad. Or they might say, never mind and run out at you. Or they might yell at you and then you close (laughs) down. We never know which way it's going to go. But if it's just on paper, it's not as scary because it's just on paper. So you could go and take it further without running to a different room. I love that. That is incredible stuff. I like it, but let me tell you this. Let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. People are listening to this. And they're like, this is weird. (laughs) You took the words out of my mouth. Took the words right out of my mouth. SD, what are you talking about? This is a bunch of Huey. This is this doesn't work. This won't work for me. You know, using my other hand. What are are you talking about? (laughs) Tell them, can you tell them and defend yourself right now, SD? Defend yourself and say, you know what, this is work for me. This is work for people I've known. Tell them some stuff right now about that. Okay. So first of all, I was like never the type to believe in such things. I'm just saying, I'm just not like, I never journaled, I never meditated, never did like any of those, you know, like it's just not my type. But once I did it, literally, I told you from that first session, it changed my life completely. So I always tell people until you try it and not just once, because remember, it's a process until you try it a few times. Don't say anything. You could maybe think it's weird, but still try it. Be open to it and see maybe there's something there. Okay. Now, once you try it, see if it works. If you did it a couple of times and it didn't work, no harm was done. If you did it and it changed your life, like as dramatically as it changed mine, good for you. You'll love it. Literally, client after client who just comes and they change their marriage. They understand what's happening. Like recently, I had a client who was separated, okay? they She still loved her husband, but she'd been separated and things were just not looking so good. And while I was working with her, it she realized that 
she drew, drew this picture. She was doing a really similar exercise to like the one I told you before. Yeah. And she drew a picture of a couch and her mom was on the couch and she was on the couch. And then she was journaling about it. And while she was journaling, she realized that her mother had manipulated her as a kid to behave a certain way. Okay. Mm. Now, then she went to a different country for high school. She stayed by her aunt and she did some work there. And again, her aunt manipulated her. Okay. So for her, the only way she knew anything was manipulation. So she loved her husband so much and she wanted to show him her love. So what did she do without even realizing she's manipulating him? Like, for example, he's overweight and he has to lose weight and she wants him to lose weight. What does she do? She controls or tries to at least control every single bite he eats. Now, we know that doesn't work, right? Yeah. As soon as she leaves, leave, even the room, he's going to go and eat something else. Right. She's not home. Go to a restaurant. Who knows what he's going to eat, right? Now, to her, she just cares about him and she wants him to be healthy. So that is why she's going and controlling everything that he eats. But that's not healthy. And that's not going to make a marriage work. So through this process of writing about it, she realized that, hey, I know, I never knew this. I realized that my mother manipulated me. My aunt manipulated me. And to me, showing love is through manipulation. But that's not a good idea. Now, how can I go and change my habits the way I talk so that way I'm not manipulating him anymore? And then from there, she was able to move forward. And just recently, she actually moved back in with him. So it's a process. You're going to want to try it, see it for yourself, and see if it works. No that. harm is done if you write on some paper, okay? See, there's proof, people. See, there's the proof right there. <laughs> she showed you guys. <laughs> so incredible stuff. Incredible. I, I I love all of this. I'm going to try this out. I'm, I'm scared about it, but I'm going to try this out for sure. Let me know how it goes. Okay, definitely. Definitely. Uh, but I have one last question for you before we get out of here. This is a question I ask all of my guests. And it simply said, goes like this. They There are people out there who are listening right now. They're watching you. Um, they love your. They, they they love your answers. They love what you're trying to do. Know who you're trying to serve. They have similar interests. They have a similar pathway. Uh, they want to serve some of the same people, like you are. Uh, can you tell them in just a few brief moments of of, of giving some little bit of guidance of how they too can become an authority in this space? So I think that it's really important for you to go and do whatever you do before you go and recommend some anything. So for example, in this case, before I go and tell people, hey, CJ is so cool. I read all Lucia's books. I think it's awesome. This is what's happening. No, I first went to sessions privately for my own self, saw what it did for me. And then even while training, majority of the training actually is about working on yourself and the process of you and mm. seeing the transformation happen to yourself so that way you can go and work with other people. So whatever you're doing in business, whenever you're giving a recommendation to anyone, whether it's a friend or a client or whatever it is, you want to make sure that you tried it and that it's backed up. Now I know I've done it with myself. I know that CJA works so I could go and say that CJA is awesome. I love it. Incredible stuff. Great answer. 
great answers all all around. Hope everybody giving giving this person a, a standing ovation for helping us learn about the power of the other hand. This is incredible, incredible content. And I'm so glad we we got you on here. It took a little while to get you here. Um, uh, but I am I'm glad we we connected. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> and so incredible stuff. We are we are both East Coasters. She's from Jersey and Ooh. I'm from Boston. So we're both East Coasters. It's a little little chilly today, but <laughs> uh chilly. It's this, actually a little bit sunny yesterday. It's not too bad today. Um but anyway, thank you so much for coming through. Please tell the people where they can find you after the show. Okay, so you could go to lifepicksrelationships.as.me and I'd love to speak to you there. And thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. And I hope that somebody tries it and maybe actually learn something from it. Yes, absolutely. And this for the people who are going to be listening to this later on in the podcast, it's um, Life Picks with uh, with the I-X, not C-K-S. So lifepicksrelationships.as as in Sam. Dot M is a Mary E. So there you go. Um, incredible stuff. Any final words before we get out of here? ST. I will tell you just, it's going to sound really cliche, really overused and thing, but if you're not doing this, then let this be the time that this is what you're doing. And that is be yourself. Don't mm-hmm. care what your parents say. Don't care what your friends say. Don't care what society says. Social media says you go and you do what you want to do. Now, like I said, you heard it so many times. So go and actually go and do that. <laughs> right. I love it. I love it. Be yourself, guys. Do what you want to do. See? Do what you want to do. Especially right now in 2020, you have decisions. I know some of you have been laid off and you're trying to figure out where to go. This is the greatest time to figure out, you know what? Let me do what I've always wanted to do if you had the chance to do so or start doing that today. All right? Build something. Share it. And they will come. That's what this is all about. Um, And I hope you got some great information today. I know that I did. Use the other hand, get the power of that. And we will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Um, And we'll take you, take care. We're we're, we're off into the sunset. Thank you. And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority-building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.